بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم in the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful I testify that there is no true God worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is Allah's true slave and messenger we continue the explanation on the classical collection of hadith and by uh, Imam al-Nawawi known as Riyadh al-Salihin and we have reached hadith 33 وعن عائشة رضي الله عنها أنها سألت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم عن الطاعون فأخبرها أنه كان عذابا يبعثه, يبعثه الله تعالى على من يشاء فجعله الله تعالى رحمة للمؤمنين فليس من عبد يقع في الطاعون فيمكث في بلده صابرا محتسبا يعلم أنه لا يصيبه إلا ما كتب الله له إلا كان له مثل أجر الشهيد In this narration Aisha may Allah be pleased with her asked the messenger Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم about the plague about the plague he told me that it was a punishment he told me that it was a punishment sent by Allah on whom he wished and Allah made it a source of mercy for the believers for if one in the time of an epidemic plague stays in his country patiently hoping for Allah's reward and believing that nothing will befall him except what Allah has written for him he will get the reward of a martyr he will get the reward of a martyr. The author, may Allah be pleased with him, the discussion of this narration, the author, may Allah be pleased with him, may Allah's mercy be upon him, related this narration under the chapter of patience. And in it, Aisha, the mother of the believers and the wife of the Prophet wasallam, asked the messenger wasallam about the ta'un, the plague. And he told her that the plague was a punishment sent by Allah on whom he wished and the plague is a it is said that it is a specific uh, epidemic and it is also said that this is every general epidemic uh, where it leads to um, the destruction of uh, many people uh, then this is called a plague and irrespective whether it is of the specific type or the general type like the cholera for example and others then this is a punishment which Allah has sent however however Allah made it a source of mercy if it befalls the believers in a certain land and at the time of this epidemic the believers are patient and persevering knowing that nothing touches them or befalls them except what Allah has written for them then in this case Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward them Will they will get the reward of a martyr. They will get the reward of a martyr. And that's why in another narration, 
reported from Abdul Rahman bin Auf. May Allah be pleased with him that he said that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِذَا سَمِعْتُمْ بِهِ بِأَرْضٍ فَلَا تَقْدِمُوا عَلَيْهِ فَلَا تَقْدِمُوا عَلَيْهِ وَإِذَا وَقَعَ بِأَرْضٍ وَأَنْتُمْ بِهَا فَلَا تَخْرُجُوا فِرَارًا مِنْهُ In the hadith in Bukhari volume 4, uh, book 56, and hadith 697. Plague, the Prophet ﷺ said, Plague was a means of torture sent on a group of the Israelites or on some people before you. So if you hear of its spread in a land, so if you hear of its spread in a land, don't approach it. Don't approach it. And if a plague should appear in a land where you are present, then don't leave that land in order to run away from it, from the plague. So if the plague falls, befalls in a land, so we are commanded not to approach this land. Not to approach this land. Why? Because approaching this land means throwing oneself into destruction. However, if it befalls in a land, then also we are commanded, if we are present there, that we should not leave that land in order to flee from the plague, because fleeing is not going to save us. It's not going to be anything that would be of a help. Remember in this state, in this situation, the story which Allah informed us about in Surah Al-Baqarah 2, 243. أَلَمْ تَرَ إِلَى الَّذِينَ خَرَجُوا مِنْ دِيَارِهِمْ وَهُمْ أُلُوفٌ حَذَرَ الْمَوْتِ فَقَالَ لَهُمُ اللَّهُ مُوتُوا ثُمَّ أَحْيَاهُمْ Don't you think of those who went forth from their homes in thousands fearing death? Allah said to them, die, and then He restored them to life. Truly Allah is full of bounty to mankind, but most men thank not. Meaning, to make them know that there is no free from the decree of Allah except to Allah, that people should return to Allah. So in this narration reported by Aisha, the mother of the believers, there is evidence for the merit of patience and seeking reward on patience, and that if the person is patient, and trains himself on patience, where the plague befalls, and he dies there, then a great reward will be achieved. He will achieve a great reward, like the reward of a martyr, like the reward of a martyr. Why? Because under situations where the plague may befall, then we know that life is something dear to man. So he thinks about fleeing, fleeing, fearing the plague. But if he is patient and stays and anticipates the reward, and that he knows that nothing uh, that befalls him is going to miss him, then if he dies then, then he will receive the reward of a martyr, 
and this is from the blessing and favor of Allah Azza wa Jal, most mighty and most majestic is He. This concludes the explanation of this narration. We move to narration 34. قال سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول إن الله عز وجل قال إذا ابتليت عبدي بحبيبتيه فصبر عوضته منهما الجنة عوضتهما عوضته منهما الجنة meaning his eyes uh, in this hadith Anas may Allah be pleased with him said I heard the messenger of Allah Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم saying Allah the glorious and exalted said when I afflict my slave in his two dear things meaning his eyes and he endures patiently I shall compensate him for them with paradise I shall compensate him for them with paradise in this narration the Prophet ﷺ informed us that if he deprives the slave of his two beloved things, meaning his eyes, and then he becomes blind, but patient, except that Allah will compensate him for them by admitting him to paradise. Why? Because the eye is beloved to the person, to man. If then Allah takes it, and the person is patient, and anticipates the reward, then Allah compensates him for that in paradise. And paradise is better than the entire life of this world. Indeed, the Prophet ﷺ said in one narration, لَمَوْضِعُ صَوْتِ أَحَدِكُمْ فِي الْجَنَّةِ خَيْرٌ مِّنَ الدُّنْيَا وَمَا عَلَيْهَا as in Sahih al-Bukhari, volume 4, book 52, narration 143, the Prophet ﷺ said, And a place in paradise, as small as that occupied by the whip of one of you, is better than the world and whatever is on its surface, is better than the world and whatever is on its surface. So this is like the equivalent of one meter space in paradise is better than the entire worldly life and what's in it. Why? Because what's in the hereafter what's in the hereafter is unperishable stays forever while this life comes to an end and that's why this little area in paradise is better than this life and what it contains and know may Allah's mercy be upon me and you that Allah the one free of all imperfection the most high if he takes away one of the senses one of our senses, then it is mostly the case that he compensates it in amplification of other senses, such that it will lighten the pain 
of loss of whatever senses he may take. Take the blind, for example. Take the blind, for example. Allah bestows upon him the strength of sensation and contemplation to the extent that you see some of them walking the markets and the streets as if they have full sight. He feels the curves in the markets. He feels the slopes and heights of the road to the extent even that if he takes a taxi or a cab from a place in the city intending home you find him telling the cab driver take right take left until he stops him at the door of his house while the cab driver does not know the house but he does Subhanallah, Allah is free from all imperfection. Allah the mighty and most majestic. If his wisdom entails that he takes away one of the senses of a person, then it is most likely the case that he will compensate him and make other senses strong and stronger and with uh, penetrating contemplation and Allah is the one who bestows all success this brings the end of the explanation of this uh, of this hadith or narration from the Prophet we move to the last narration for tonight hadith number 35 وعن عطاء بن أبي رباح قال قال لي ابن عباس رضي الله عنهما ألا أريك امرأة من أهل الجنة فقلت بلى قال هذه المرأة السوداء أتت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فقالت إني أسرع إني أسرع وإني أتكشف فادعو الله تعالى لي قال إن شئت صبرت ولك الجنة وإن شئت دعوت الله تعالى أن يعافيك فقالت أصبر فقالت إني أتكشف فادعو الله أن لا أتكشف فدعا لها In this narration Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, and his father said to me, said to Ata bin Rabah, Shall I show you a woman of the people of paradise? Shall I show you a woman of the people of paradise? I said, yes. He said, this black woman, this black lady, came to the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa and said, 
I get attacks of epilepsy. I get attacks of epilepsy. And my body becomes uncovered. And my body becomes uncovered. uncovered. Please invoke Allah for me. Please invoke Allah for me. Make supplication. Please invoke Allah for me. The Prophet said to her, If you wish, be patient and you will have enter paradise. Meaning you will be rewarded in paradise. And if you wish, I will invoke Allah to cure you. She said, I will remain patient. I will remain patient. And added, but I become uncovered. Meaning when she falls into the epilepsy state, she said, but I become uncovered. So please invoke Allah for me that I may not become uncovered. It may not happen. Here, Ibn Abbas tells Ata' bin Abi Rabah. He tells him, Shall I show you a woman of the people of paradise? That is because the people of paradise falls, fall into two categories. Fall into two categories. The people of paradise fall into two categories. First category, those whom we testify that they are from the people of paradise by description, by description. By their description. Second, we testify that they are from the people of paradise themselves, in essence. In essence. Those, first category, those whom we testify that they are from the people of paradise because of their qualities and description, then this applies to every believer. Every believer who fears Allah and ascribes to his commands, we testify that he is from the people of paradise, every believer. As Allah the Most High said in Surah Al-Imran, chapter 3, verse 133, Allah said about paradise, Prepared for the pious and righteous, meaning paradise. Also, he said in Surah Al-Bayyina, verse 7 and 8, chapter 98, verses 7 and 8, In الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ أُولَٰئِكَ هُمْ خَيْرُ الْبَرِيَّةِ 
خالدين فيها أبدا إن الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات أولئك هم خير البرية Verily those who believe and do righteous good deeds They are the best of creatures Their reward with their Lord is Adin paradise underneath which rivers flow They will abide therein forever So every believer Every righteous pious believer who does righteous deeds We testify that he is from the people of paradise But we don't say and we don't specify That he is such and such we understand because we don't know what will his end be before he dies you understand we generalize and say that every believer who is pious and righteous is from the people of paradise but we don't specify and say that such and such is in paradise because we don't know what his end may be and also because we don't know his inner state as his outer state we don't know his inward as his outward and that's why we don't specify this in essence we don't specify this in essence so if a person dies while it is known that he is a person of goodness then we say we hope that he is from the people of paradise but we don't testify that he this particular person is from the people of paradise we say we hope narju we hope an yakuna min ahlil jannah we hope that he is from the people of paradise even even so even so even so we assume that he dies as a Muslim because we take the apparent only the inner world is the uh, Allah is known uh, the inner the inward is only known to Allah but we say that every Muslim every believer is in paradise every believer is in paradise what we don't specify even when we say uh, uh, this, we don't specify that such and such is in paradise. The second uh, category, the second category, is a category to whom we testify in person that they are in paradise. The second category is the category to whom we specify in person that they are from the people of paradise and who are they? they are the ones whom the Prophet Muhammad testified that for them that they are from the people of paradise in person like the ten who received the glad tidings as from the people of being from the people of paradise and who are they? they are Abu Bakr first Umar Uthman, Ali, Saeed bin Zayd, Sa'ad bin Abi Waqas, Abdul Rahman bin Auf, 
طلحة بن عبيد الله أبو عبيدة عامر بن الجراح والزبير بن العوام May Allah be pleased with them all And also like Thabit bin Qais bin Shammas And the like of Sa'd and, and also Sa'd bin Mu'ad And Abdullah bin Salam And Bilal bin Rabah Bilal bin Rabah And others those were specified by the Prophet ﷺ, so they, then we uh, testify to them in person. So we say, we testify that Abu Bakr is in paradise. We testify, nashhad, that Umar is in paradise. Wanashhad, we testify that Uthman is in paradise. Wanashhad, and we testify that Ali is in paradise, in Jannah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from the dwellers of paradise. And from this, from them is this woman, right? From them is this woman in the hadith, isn't it? I'm asking you, isn't it? The woman specified in this hadith. Yeah. Ibn Abbas told his student Ata. He told his student Ata bin Rabah. This is one of the prominent students of Ibn Abbas. He told him, Shall I show you a woman of the people of paradise? He said, Yes. He said, this black woman, black lady, <coughs> yes, so, <coughs> this black woman, who may have not been considered in the society, she got attacks of epilepsy, and she used to get uncovered during these attacks, so she came to the Prophet ﷺ, and she asked him, to invoke Allah, to supplicate Allah for her. The Prophet ﷺ responded, If you wish, I will supplicate Allah for you. And if you wish, you be patient. And in paradise, you will be admitted to paradise. She said, I will be patient. He told her, If you wish, you be patient, and you enter paradise. And if you wish, I will invoke Allah to cure you. She said, I will be patient. Although she used to suffer, and she was hurt because of the epilepsy, but she endured, and she chose that. Why? Because she wanted to be from the people of paradise. She wanted to be from the people of paradise, but she requested, she requested and said, O Messenger of Allah, إني أتكشف But I become uncovered. So please invoke Allah for me, that I may not become uncovered. So the Prophet ﷺ invoked Allah for her, 
that she does not become uncovered. So, this is what occurred. Upon the attack of epilepsy, she did not become uncovered. In epilepsy, we seek refuge in Allah from this, is of two types. First type is epilepsy due to nervous disturbance. Epilepsy due to nervous disturbance. And this is an organic disease which could be treated by, physis- by physical or by uh, physicians by way of medication which may render it weak in intensity or may cure it completely by the will of Allah. This is the first kind. The second kind is due to the cause of jinn and uh, shayateen, devils. The jinni may overcome the human and may make him go into these states and may even occupy the person and throw him to the ground and get unconscious because of the intensity of the suffering and he may not feel any of anything of that and the shayateen and the jinn may take over the person and begin to speak on his tongue and the one who hears the speech thinks that the human is talking however it is the jinni and that's why you find in their words differences not in harmony not as when they are awake truly why because it due to the effect of the jinni this kind of epilepsy we seek refuge in Allah from this the cure for this is through the recitation or by the recitation of the Quran from the people of knowledge and people of righteousness recite upon this afflicted person sometimes the jinni may speak and talk to them and sometimes may say the reason for taking hold of this human and other times he may not say anything and the possession of the jinni to the insi to the human is affirmed through the Quran or by the Quran and by the Sunnah and by actual facts realities in the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Baqarah chapter 2 verse 275 those who eat usually those who eat usually will not stand on the day of resurrection 
except like the standing of a person beaten by shaitan leading him to insanity. So this is indication or evidence that the shaitan affects the person through this state. No. And in the sunnah, uh, from the sunnah, is the narration <coughs> reported by Imam Ahmad in his Musnad. He said that the Prophet ﷺ was on one of his travels, and he passed by a woman who had a child, and the child was suffering an attack of epilepsy. So she brought him to the Prophet ﷺ, and he, the Prophet, spoke and addressed the jinni in him, possessing him. And he spoke to him, and he commanded him, and he left him. So the woman, <coughs> the mother of this boy, gave the messenger ﷺ a gift. She gave him a gift. Also, <coughs> in the story, where many, in reality, many people of knowledge uh, dealt with people in such states, and the jinni spoke to them and they spoke to him and from them is Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah may Allah be pleased with him whom his student ibn al-Qayyim may Allah Allah, may Allah's mercy be upon both of them and he's a student of Shaykh al-Islam he said one time a man who was suffering from epilepsy was brought to Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah so ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah began reciting upon him the Quran and addressing him telling and she was a woman jinni a female jinni and he used to tell her fear Allah and leave him she said I want this man and I love him so Shaykh al-Islam said but he does not love you so leave him she said I would like to take him on the journey to make the pilgrimage. He said to her, He doesn't want that you take him to pilgrimage, so leave him. So she rejected and refused. So he began reciting, reciting, and then striking the man strongly to the extent that the hands of Shaykh al-Islam became hurt so the jinni woman said I will leave him as an honor to the Shaykh meaning to Ibn Taymiyyah I will leave him as an honor to Ibn Taymiyyah to the Shaykh he said no don't leave because of honoring me Rather leave because of obedience to Allah and His Messenger. So he continued until she left him. And when she left him, the man become, became alert and he said, What brought me to the Shaykh? They said, Subhanallah, didn't you feel the beating on you? He said, I didn't feel, I didn't feel anything. And the stories regarding this and the examples are many. This type of epilepsy has two treatments to it. 
the first treatment is to repel it, ward it off. How? By performing the legislated remembrances in the morning and the evening. The person should not lack doing the remembrances of Allah, which protects from the devil and his associates. And these are written and known. From that is the verse in Surah Al-Baqarah, known as Ayatul Kursi. And the one who recites it at night, then a guard will be guarding him all the night. A guard from Allah will guard him all the night. And no shaitan will come to him until he awakes. And from that is Surah Al-Ikhlas, chapter 112, chapter 113, chapter 114 of the Quran. And also there are textual proofs from the Prophet ﷺ. So the Muslim should be keen about doing them in the morning and the evening. So these are from the causes to ward off the jinni devils and so forth. And, and, and their associates. As to the lifting. The second treatment is lifting, removing. So, if the person becomes afflicted or touched by the jinnis and their effects, then he should recite or recitation should be performed upon him using the Quran and specially verses of threats and warnings and verses in which there is seeking refuge in Allah until this jinni devil leaves him, leaves him. So the point of evidence from this hadith, the point of evidence one more time from this hadith is that the Prophet ﷺ said to her, in shi'ti sabarti, if you are patient, then I and you then you will have as a reward paradise. She said, I will be patient, and this indicates the merit and virtue of patience, and that it is a cause for admittance to paradise. Wallahu al-muwaffiq, and all success is from Allah. <coughs> this brings the end of the discussion of these three narrations. I ask Allah the Most High to make them a benefit for myself and for all of you. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.